Welcome to the Awakened Man Podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government in the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello everybody, this is Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. A repository for holistic health, red pill masculinity, and freedom! I hope you're doing well today. I hope you enjoyed the interview I did with Mo Chowdhury that came out on Monday. I'm going to be rolling out a couple of episodes a week the next couple of weeks because I honestly don't have my kids right now. So it's a good time to, to roll out maybe three episodes a week. We'll see. We'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. Today, I just found out when I woke up that Kelly Preston died of breast cancer. Hmm. First of all, Kelly Preston, if you don't know, is the, the wife of John Travolta, who's really weird and creepy. But man, I had such a crush on Kelly Preston in the 80s and 90s. She was in these movies like Space Camp with Leia Thompson, where a bunch of teenagers get accidentally launched into to space. In the, in the shuttle. It's a ridiculous movie. but uh, Mischief, she was, that was another movie she was in. And then later, Jerry Maguire. Uh, she's just beautiful. I mean, she was all America beautiful. And she died of breast cancer in 58, and I at 58 years of age, and I had no idea she had it. And I started thinking, with my holistic head, gears in my head, it reminds me of this song Gaston from Beauty and Beast. The few afraid I've been thinking, a curious pastime I know. Well, what do we know? And these are things you don't want to hear about. But, and I mention it. If you go go back, and this is an episode that really applies to women and men. But the, the episode I did on Susan, Susan G. Komen, it's probably around episode 150, where I talk about uh, how Susan G. Komen hides a lot of breast cancer statistics because they are run by radical feminists. It's, it's undubitable that they are. You can look it up. And one of them is the, the connection between abortion and breast cancer. And when I heard that she got breast cancer at such a young age, I think about, well, first of all, I mean, we're, we're all exposed to environmental estrogens like plastics and parabens. So she could have been exposed to that. We know a lot of the, the most of the new incidences of breast cancer are non-hereditary. So if you think of the incremental uh, absorption of these environmental estrogens that we're getting day in, day out for decades, uh, you know, that doesn't help. We know one in three women get cancer, one in two men are going to get cancer in their lifetime. What else? She could have had abortions in the 80s and 90s before she met Travolta, and uh, that could have risen her chances of getting breast cancer. Uh, we have an episode on breast implants increasing her chances of getting lymphoma. Um, I was also thinking uh, she did have a kid when she was 50 or something like 48, 49, they probably doped her up on a lot of uh, hormones to do the in vitro, and that raises your chances of getting breast cancer. So who knows? Who knows? I feel for her. May she rest in peace. You know, we Catholics, we pray for the souls in purgatory. We hope she's in purgatory because that means she'll eventually get to heaven. And you create, and you Protestants are like, oh, yeah, there's no purgatory. Look, it's 2,000 years of church history. We've taught it. The early church fathers, you can read their writings. These are the apostles of the apostles, 2nd century, 3rd century, AD. They believed in it. 
Purgatory is a place, it's like a washing machine. We go there to wash our sins away because nothing unclean can enter, enter heaven. It's mentioned in the book of Revelation. So it's just a place we go uh, where we are washed away of our sins if we have like gluttony, envy, lust, whatever. And then we eventually go to heaven. So that's why in the Catholic world, we pray for everybody when they die. We don't have this trope that you commonly see among secularists or watered down Christians. You know, oh, uh, you know, when somebody dies, I'm sure they're in heaven. Or everybody goes to heaven. All dogs go to heaven. No, that's not true. In fact, Christ is pretty clear. You know, the, the road to heaven is uh, narrow, and the ride, to, the the road to damnation is wide. Uh, but this is something we, a trope we like to tell people when somebody dies. But in fact, what you should do is pray for their soul, and hope um, that uh, they made it to purgatory. And then your your sacrifices and your fasting and your prayers will will help expedite their 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 journey to heaven if they're in hell they're in hell you can't leave hell all right that's christian apologetics for today so today we're going to talk about fixing your sheet drinking my white tea i just got a new a turmeric sampler tea i got it through uh, amazon through a, a, a brand of tea called vadam v-a-d-h-a-m six samples of different turmeric turmeric ginger turmeric saffron turmeric cardamom interesting but right now i'm drinking white tea so look this applies to both sexes if we really want to optimize our life we need to fix our shit we need to fix our shit what do i mean by that i've mentioned this in previous episodes and certainly i mention it quite a bit in confessions of an obese child my third podcast because over there we talk about addictions and and, and solving childhood trauma and all this stuff like that that you got to fix your shit to to, to self-optimize self-actualize and go from being a victim to a survivor to a thriver. So everybody, I don't care how great you are, your vanity, and you know, it's one of the seven deadly sins vanity. If you think you don't have any uh, demons, any issues, any any crutches, any addictions, any codependence, you're you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay, we're human, we're flawed. And we all do. And the thing is, I think a lot of people, we just tolerate what we have we tolerate oh yeah I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic or i'm a shopaholic or i have a lot of self-loathing or I, I because my father told me i was a piece of sheetrock i guess i can cuss here it's not like it's youtube uh, i'm a piece of, piece of shit and therefore i'm always gonna think i'm a piece of shit and look i mean certainly we can do that certainly uh, you could sit around all day and, and eat uh, hot pockets and play video games all day but that's not really self-optimizing your life right what, what what classifies somebody as a loser? A loser is somebody who always sees the cup as half empty, somebody who always sometimes tries but always fails, somebody who's, who has poor social skills and so forth. And look, losers don't have to be losers, but a lot of losers have early childhood trauma or they're not blessed with good looks. But let, let's focus on the early childhood trauma because really early childhood trauma or ECT uh, is really the source of a lot of dysfunction later in life. You can even see this in the official diagnosed mental health problems. If you look at stuff like schizophrenia, if you look at borderline, the cluster Bs, if you look at bipolar even, a lot of this, yes, they're going to say that they're, it's brain chemistry issues, but a lot of it's early childhood trauma. Certainly disassociative identity disorder or multiple personality, early childhood trauma. But a lot of these, early childhood trauma, because it throws off your normal psychosexual development, it throws off what is the normal progress of what you should be and i mean think about it and some of you can definitely relate and i talk about it over at my channel 
on confessions. I had a rageaholic, alcoholic father and a distant, neglectful mother. And because of that, I turned to food, right? Because food was there for me because they weren't. And because of that, I became morbidly overweight, and then that in, in itself created problems and crutches and coping mechanisms that that I had to purge through or work through the, in, through my 20s and 30s and even my 40s after I lost weight because these things linger. It's not like when you lose your weight or let's say you were sexually abused by your uncle and now your uncle lives in another country, and you're like, oh, he, my uncle's gone. I'm cool. I'm fine. You know, it's, it doesn't work like that. Or like when if you lose a lot of weight, like, oh, I'm a skinny person now. No, you're, you're a skinny person you're, you're a fat person still in a skinny person's body. So you have to do the deep work to pull out those weeds that are keeping those negativistic thoughts in your head. Because if you don't, they're going to stay. They're just not going to go away on their own. You have to do what I call the deep work. You have to do the deep work. And this is not revelatory, okay? It's not like I patented the deep work. But you have to do the deep work. If not, you're, the, these addictions are going to linger. I mean, look, look, look for example, like uh, women. Women who, who, they're sexually abused as a child, which is horrible, of course. And then they don't want to be seen as attractive by anybody, in particular men, but anybody, because let me let's say their uncle abused them. So they eat and they eat and they eat. And the eating is a coping mechanism, like a, a wall to protect them from being sexually abused because being sexually abused was so traumatic to them. Right? And even though you think, God, this is so counter counterproductive because they're going to die young because that's what obesity does, despite what the body positive movement wants to tell you. And we have episodes over on Confessions about the body positive movement and its inherent flaws and how they're not really thinking about you. Even even though uh, it, it seems counterintuitive to them, it, it makes sense and it offers protection. Right, But they need help. They need help. They need to see that uh, gaining weight is not a way to deal with the early child trauma. You got to deal with the sexual abuse. Same thing if you were raped in college, you know, because of that you turned to drinking, or you became agoraphobic, or you became a rageaholic. You know all these things. Understand when we have tra- when we have trauma in general, the body needs to release it. See, the thing is, if you don't let it out, especially journaling, talking, psychotherapy, whatever. The body finds a way to make it come out. This is why you see that those shows like My Strange Addictions where, where people have trichotillomania or onychophagia, these things where they pull the pull and eat their hair, eat their nails, eat bricks, eat paper clips, pica, stuff like that. That's not normal, right? They, they, they're, they, they didn't deal with underlying trauma. And eating these things or think of self-mutilating, cutting, right? So cutting your, your thigh helps depart the pain that you're dealing with from whatever trauma you had it momentarily gives you some refuge from that pain because now you're dealing with the pain of cutting but all these are dysfunctional shopping addiction gambling addiction fantasy football addiction we have an episode here on fantasy football addiction we have an episode here on shopping addiction we have several episodes on alcoholism Um, these are not normal and if you are in the belief that, yeah, I'm a raging alcoholic and I drink all and I keep myself in a drunken stupor all weekend and this is quite fine and normal. No, it's not. It's not. And you deluding yourself and rationalizing that it is shows that you're still in a victim mode and you're in complete denial. So part of going your own way is you have to do an inventory of your life and where are you struggling and then make a goal 
that you are going to work on purging these problems. Because that's what going your own way really is about. It's not about hating women. I don't hate women. I hate the court system that makes it hard to be married. Like, I'd definitely be married in 1846 America. It's not about hating women. It's about paving a life of excellence. Be excellent. And the best way to be excellent is to get rid of the detritus or the trash or the clutter that you have in your life, whether that be negativistic thinking, thinking you're you're a loser, thinking you're not smart, listening to what other people are saying, getting all your validation from external sources instead of internal sources. Uh, it, it could be hating on God, right? You've turned away from God because you hated your father, and a lot of atheists really have bad relationships with their father, and then, so therefore they take it out on their heavenly father. could be that. It, it could be eating. It could be sex. It could be so many things. But the point is this, guys identify these problems, these issues, codependence, massive problems, especially in the woman world. Women are massively are more known to be codependent than women and then I'm sorry than men are. Work on that. Men, women, both of you work on your raging. Nobody deserves to be raged at. Why are you raging? This comes from some early childhood trauma, some some source of pain. So yeah, you can live your life and never go through this inventory and function okay. You can be all right. You could be standard, mediocre. But why Why would you do that? Don't you deserve something better? Don't you deserve to be the best you can be? So it's, it's like being cruel to be kind or pulling out the, the dagger slowly. This part will be hard. But once you identify your demons... And you work on exercising them, then in the long run, you're going to flourish much more than if you just maintain the status quo. So what does this mean? Do I, do I recommend you go to therapy? Well, it really depends on the problem. Do, do I recommend you go on big pharma drugs? No. <laughs> Unless you have like raging schizophrenia uh, or you know, you're or severely depressed and you're thinking about taking your life. But as a whole, no. We, we, we have a lot of articles and certainly podcast episodes here about naturopathic approaches to dealing with depression and high cholesterol and, you know, and so forth. So, but talk therapy always helps. This is why confession is so helpful for Catholics and Orthodox because you're, you're letting out your sins. But definitely I would go to talk therapy. Look, if you have any source of early childhood trauma, and the way you know is if you have any addictions or codependence now because most of those came from ECT. So know yourself, right? That's what Descartes said, know, know thyself. Know yourself and know what your demons are. Identify them and get help. Talk therapy. Do it. I don't care. Oh, COVID, I can't see my therapist. Most of them they will do it through Skype. Uh, there's a lot of services online where, where psychotherapists, you can see them already through Zoom or Skype. Uh, for those of you men who've dealt with cluster B personality disorder women and crazy women, uh, go check out uh, Dr. Tara Palmienti. I think... Um, if you go to uh, Voice for Men, the podcast, and then An Ear for Man, the the, the YouTube channel, uh, it's Paul Elam. He's one of the big MRAs, and uh, she's a, she's on his show. But she is a therapist who deals specifically with men who have been divorced, fleeced, who have dealt with cluster Bs, women who've tried to throw them in jail for false allegations, you know, those types. So if you're dealing with that kind of trauma... Because look, divorce in itself, both for men and women, but certainly for men, is a, is a, is a source of trauma. Job loss is a source of trauma, of course. 
um, that you, you do need to get help. Love yourself enough to go get the help. Because you want to get out of being just a survivor. Because a lot of you right now are victim. You're still really in victim mode. Oh, I don't have a good job, bro. I can't be, you know, this and this because fill in the blank. That is victim mentality. How is that helping you? It's not. You know, you got to get from victim mode. You know, every it, it, everything that's bad in my life is because of outside sources. That's not true. That's not true. That's a victim mentality. And you see this played out in politics all the time. Right? We never talk about IQ. Right? We never talk about the meritocracy. This is something that the conservatives will talk about. Some people just do better in life because they were either born smarter or worked harder or blah, 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 blah. But the left will always tell these people who are, who are working, the working poor, unemployed, or those who are just on perpetual on welfare, see, you're in this place because they kept you down. And see, all that does is engender hate and victim status, so they never leave it. This is why you see families that are multi-generational on welfare. It keeps you complacent. That kind of mindset doesn't make you grow, doesn't make you self-optimize. So get out of that victim mode and at least get to survival mode. Survivor mode is when you're working on your demons. You're fixing your sheet. And then thriver mode is when you've purged them. And that's where I want you to go because I love you and that's where I want every human to go. Because imagine if every human was, was in thriver mode, how much better society would be. It truly would be. All right, guys. The website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check out the episode notes. Uh, the, the link to the website's there. Same for my PayPal link. If you want to donate money to defray the cost of this podcast, uh, donate five ten dollars five ten shekels, as they say. Other ways to help out is buy Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior or Confessions of an Obese Child. That's where I talk about my early childhood trauma. You can find that on Amazon for paperback or Kindle. And if you need some one-on-one coaching, contact me through the Clarity FM link found on Naturopathic Earth, and I can help you with um, childhood trauma, toxins in your house that you don't know that you have, weight loss tips, and so forth. And please, right now, if you haven't done so, and especially if you're listening on an Apple product, please go post a review. Subscribe, post an, a review. Doesn't I don't financially benefit from it, but just click on that write a review, throw on how many stars you want, hit send. It just, it means a lot to me. And also go check out the essential oils and herbal apothecary. Every Wednesday we have an episode and then confessions of an obese child, my original podcast. Go check those out, especially if you have a history of addiction. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, Freedom is better than Needham. Until next time. Music attributed to Nine Inch Nails.